Greetings guys, welcome to the brand new episode of Redemption of the Rotten. I'm your host, Mr. Yazmatan, and joining me again is the one and only Andy. How you doing, Andy Mac? Hello there. I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Also, I missed you, even though you're your friend behind you also. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm surrounded by him today, so yeah. we've met multiple billions. <laughs> and finally, we're back once again after an amazing episode talking about Mass of the Universe. Uh, Kai, <laughs> how you doing, Kai? <laughs> I am the Kai! Uh, yeah, I feel fine, yeah. pretty, pretty much. For a moment, <laughs> you start turning like a character from He-Man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so how are you guys doing today? Because I know it's been a while since we did an episode with you, Andy. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, yeah, the issue is the thing, but Mass of the Universe, why would you voluntarily watch that? That's awful. Like, I mean... The, the, this is definitely one of the better movies we've watched for these, so I, that's, that's credit there. At least I don't Over get the worst of the worst. Okay, um, okay. Oh. Yeah. See, it's better than Jersey oh, Girl just to piss yeah, off just, um, Mark. Yeah, frankly, to piss off Mark, yeah. Most things are better than any <laughs> Kevin Smith movie. This is just better. This is, um, like, this, this, this is bad good. Jersey Girl is just like, yes. this is the Mark. Yeah, this is bit. like, they, they keep some cheesy stuff, and also they had some, I mean, some of the production this film we're about to talk to has better stuff. A PS2 game at times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we're going to talk about because I don't know if you guys saw that my Mortal Kombat review with David. Um, David Gelter. We spent like about two hours, but most of the time we, it's us venting out how bad like the 2021 movie was and how it missed like the 1995 movie knew exactly what they were doing while the most recent one basically sucked doing everything. Yeah, it takes itself way too seriously. Like, at least this and other movies have fun with it. Like, yeah, this is dumb. Let's just be dumb. Because then it's fun. Yeah. So, so how about you, Kai? Because you know we spoke recently. How are you doing? I'm I'm fine. Nothing nothing really interesting happening right now. Right now at the moment, I'm starting writing a little bit more on the Dungeons and Dragons part uh, that that I'm doing. Sometimes I have this this crazy idea of writing uh german fantasy lore and uh just like the the things that that town people are talking amongst each other and putting them in a uh 5e setting a dnd 5e setting so this this is right now one of my my hobbies that i'm trying to do right now but uh, overall not really much i i did watch the gray man this this week uh, on netflix uh, and before um, we start talking okay i, I can you speak in? Because I think your audio and the lips there are not matching. Uh, Andy, do you, is it just you also? He fuzzled out a little bit there. He's yeah. back to normal now, I think. Can you talk now? Okay. Oh, now yeah, I think fine. it's okay. I... Maybe because it was a little okay. bit you know, buffering for me. So, uh, Also, the audio is okay. fine because the audio is most important because for this for this video. No, no one wants to see our faces. We're all ugly I mean, fuckers. Hey, David, actually, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the more combat. He didn't have the camera on. It was just his, uh, f- just his little logo. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And also, okay. also okay. Kai, um, before we talk about Grayman, I noticed if I'm mistaken, the back, is that Optimus the Lego? Yeah, it's nice so cool. one. Because I'm also seeing it's, the Horizon one. It is, it is. Did you yeah, get... and um, also there's there's the, the NES one and there's oh, London. Cool. Because, you know, I'm actually, you know, yeah. I pre-ordered, I don't know if I told you guys, I pre-ordered the limited run edition of TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Then I have to wait, I think, maybe six months for it to come and... The the pre-orders for what's it the She-Hulk you know uh, Hasbro Marvel Legends is already up, so I'm just fine. I'm also going to get it. Nice. Mm, yeah, nice. 
I do have one slight question for Kai, and he's going to hate me for this question. In your D&D thing, what do you do with the bad guys? Do you like, do you put them somewhere separately? Do you put them in like a camp and... What, what do you mean by... That was, it was, it, it was, that was an awful German joke. That was just... Oh. Uh, is that, uh, is that the Nazi really joke? I didn't get that, but... Yes, that was, yes, that was I... a Nazi joke. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. <laughs> when you said it, it was the first place my mind went to. <laughs> just... I didn't understand. The moment you said have, the German joke, I, have, I understood I've... it. I have, I have to say that I'm sending my um, my crew right now to literally hell, but that's a whole different kind of thing. <laughs> yes. than, uh, spoiler yeah. for my campaign. And I'm sure that's for good reasons. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what about you, Andy? Did you get any new Lego stuff besides the ones I'm seeing behind you? Uh, so no, I've got I've started getting the diorama ones. So I've got the Dagobah one. That's oh. in a different room. Oh. I've got the. Uh, is it? Which, oops, sorry, go. It's uh, uh, the Star Wars dioramas that. Yes, came yeah, out yeah, yeah. Two or three months ago, okay. Yeah, I've got and I've got the what do you call it, the Death Star transfer, and I haven't built that one yet. And then I need to get the trash compactor, but it's like eighty quid. So I'm like, I'll just like we get some points off at work thing. So once I got enough points, I can spend the points on that, so I get it for free. Did you? Does the trash compactor I mean, come with I mean, the couch from Family Guy? <laughs> Oh, it doesn't, but that would be a great mod. I could definitely make that. That's a genius idea. I'm so doing that. Thank you. I think I think if 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 Lego would be uh, willing to do a, a diorama of a Super Star Destroyer crashing into the Death Star, that would be my thing. I mean, that would have to be fucking giant. No, yeah, you don't really have like the the main uh, like ten thousand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. pieces of thing just like the diorama style would would, would you know, fit there nicely. I was but, actually interested yeah. in buying what's it the, the what's it um the Mandalorian ship but then when Andy showed it to me I was like man it's a little bit too big and I don't have like if you see in my house I don't have a location for it. Yeah. It's a top shelf now I've moved things around. Yeah. yeah. Was, I think it's about yeah. this size, right? Yeah yeah it's yeah. it's a lot bigger than you think it's gonna yeah. be. Because I I remember I saw the box and then you showed it to me it's like yeah it's too big for me for my room. Maybe one day yeah. I might have some place to, to, to store it. It would probably fit one of the shelves behind you, but it would take a whole shelf. From the looks this of it. one right there, if you can see, that's actually the bird from Bioshock Infinite. And right here, I have the, oh, nice. some part from Uncle Collection from Tokyo Ghoul and One One Punch Man. This is, I think, I bought, like, it's not actually original. It's actually a photo from Avengers uh, Age of Ultra. And down here below it, I have, like, a bookshelf. With, I have a, I think it, let me check. Oh, yes. Preacher Volume Two, uh, Frank Miller first collection of Daredevil, and uh, what oh, nice. else? oh yes, uh, Kingdom Come and and a gov and a and a, a white and a novel called Throne of Glass. So many guys have heard of it. And That's here cool. is actually is my uh, you know Blu-ray video game collection. I mean, there's more stuff, but I hey, I put placed them somewhere inside camp yeah. because there's no location for it. And it, mm, I know people yeah. are gonna focus. I just ignore this. Yeah, I know this is not straight. Just leave it alone. Some people was like, why isn't there straight? You know, I didn't notice that until you pointed it out. Yeah, that does annoy me. That's just... One second. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I take this as a win. <laughs> but for audio listeners, can't, uh, Yaz is also wearing bright blue flip-flops, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> 
We watch as he slides another disc into there to straighten them up. He pushes aside. Oh, the shelf is very wobbly. Oh, this, this <laughs> is wobbly. That's not the most secure thing in the world. Did I fix it? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least people got to see my ass now. Any question? <laughs> we commented on everything else we didn't say about the ass. That, that, that <laughs> will be a, the a fan later. favorite episode. <laughs> that will be a fan favorite episode. I mean, technically, you could say that the uh, DVD rack was trucking, but. Um... Hey! <laughs> In case you guys are wondering, here actually are my PS4 oh. and PS5 games. The DVDs, I have one of them is actually Dread uh, 3D. Here I take DVD and Blu ray, Blu ray, and that was some other PS4, PS5 games. What? See, now I'm annoyed about the order they're in. Why are they not? I'm not going to spend the whole day fixing PS4s. it. God, because, God above. Uh, because DVDs are like are bigger here because they have the PS5 that I play a lot. Here, I was like sometimes casual. My my family want to buy some games. I keep them downstairs. Oh, okay, so they're in like use order or, you know, yeah. ease of... Yeah. Still annoying. Yeah, DVD and because, uh, here because of which one of them is the bigger one I kept. I always keep the Blu-ray first because they're bigger. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. You know what we find is that every episode is, is me like going back to, to fix to fix my Blu-ray shelf. <laughs> so next week, what's, oh yeah, one week I have Joe for you know, for what's that, that movie that the one with space with Sam Neill and Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, Event Horizon. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's actually a tease for the next episode. I didn't know that was a rotten movie. It's actually now a cult movie. It's like it had some behind-the-scenes stories and stuff. Hmm. In case you're interested, Joe's doing. I are doing it next week. All right. So, you know, I think. Come on, guys! Let's like and subscribe to Yaz's channel so we can buy a new shelf for his Blu-rays. Right. No, you know what? Since you mentioned it, um, instead of buying a shelf, go in and subscribe to my channel. If you want to use the money, subscribe so that Anthony, Joe, and I and other people can review that. Turkish fine cinema, The Adventures of Achela. <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever said Turkish fine cinema in the history of the world. I mean, We're not referring to pornography, so that's I mean, impressive. Wait, wait, wait. You, you, haven't, you, haven't, you haven't seen Turkish Rambo. Or, or Turkish Star Wars. It's basically a guy in a room behind him, a screen scheme, or shots from the Star Wars. <laughs> that's what they did. <laughs> or Turkish Spider Man, where, where he basically. Kidnaps a guy, puts a hole in his face, and then he serves the rats, and then the rats kills the guy. That's what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Turkey do lots of crazy stuff. Just rip off. You're 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 going to the wrong side of the internet, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> I mean, if I wanted to create content for my channel, I have to go to that side of the internet. I mean, yesterday <laughs> I found a movie. Uh, Official, uh, I, I don't know if Mark is going to allow me to sit on his Zoom call, but I saw, I found out a movie called PMS Cup. Can I put my name down for being on that one, please? Just because the title alone is interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll have also, I'll see if I can convince Mark to be in since I told him you'll be in. You know what? I'll tell him that you picked this movie, I just to trick Mark to, to watch this movie. I mean, he's, I mean, Mark won't sanction you know, he's gone through the change, so he no longer has that problem. <laughs> Man, I think it might get cancelled if you did that movie review. It's a four point. Oh my god, what is this? It's, I think it, the, 
Uh, one the poster like, alone is horrific. I think there's also a director's cut, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> they, they weren't very clever with the tagline, it's her time of the month. Come on, that's just lazy. Oh, and if I'm not mistaken, oh. the movie is actually about a cop who actually, who I think she, she has lots of anger issues. She gets sent to like drug rehabilitation as a punishment. She gets given a drug and side effect, she turns into like a serial killer like Jason Voorhees, etc. Like these guys. A police officer is forced to take an experimental drug to inhibit PMS symptoms, causing her to develop superhuman strength. She begins to syst oh, systematically take vengeance on everyone in her path. She fights the urge to destroy everything. So it's basically like a reverse She-Hulk at that point. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. God. And she, turned, she just turned red. <laughs> yeah. Even the beginning of the movie is like, some stuff, okay, now who the hell greenlit this film? I don't know if Andy is laughing or he's crying when he covered his face. It's a little bit of both, if I'm honest. It's laugh. It's tears <laughs> of laughter, let's be honest. It's just... Yeah. All right. No, I think we should start beginning because I know Andy is like, he's busy and I want to finish the episode. So, today... I mean, I'm, know, I'm fine to talk about shit films just yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at least Nathan Fillion is enjoying Nathan, your boy Nathan behind you is enjoying it. If it's a, he is, I need to get him out of It looks like he's getting it. tanned. For, for, <laughs> you, you carry on, I'll fix it. Okay. So, this week, uh, I think it's this week where Stallone's new movies come out, The Samaritan. Uh, oh, it did, did it come out? I think it's about to come out, and I think we just witnessed a murder right now, because Andy dropped Nathan. <laughs> Oh, no, he's turned to fix something. <laughs> no, it's, fine. Can... it's fine. It's fine. I'll make it after him later. Yeah. Just, just don't, don't tell anybody. This sounds wrong. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Mark now has some material to roast you right now. <laughs> hey, at least we got to roast them, I think, in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> With Jessica. Yes. And fun fact, <laughs> since we're talking about Jessica, it's the third most viewed episode now on the channel. Do you know what's number two? Uh, is it Street Fighter? No, 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 no. No? You got close when you said Street Fighter. Mortal Kombat? Mortal yes. Kombat. Yes, that's the second most viewed. <laughs> what? Damn. Yeah. It's very popular. People love the original movie. And for and for some reason, Man of Steel is like way number that's one. That's the Snyder, the Snyder post. I'm pretty sure second person of the Snyder post been watching the video. I was going to say, what do you mean for some reason? We all know the reason. <laughs> <laughs> The the, the, only, the only question that I'm having, like, uh, are like most of the viewers like bots or something else? That's that's going to be a very interesting question to to have a look at in yeah. the statistics. I mean, I think maybe it's because my first video, maybe because they're promoting it, because I kept it remembering my first in my feature stand the web. When you go to my mm. YouTube, that's the first thing you see. Maybe that's why it was getting most viewed. Also, I could, yeah, 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 probably a little bit of everything. Yeah. Could be. My favorite part it, yes. is mostly reading the comments of the YouTube channel with you on the Zoom call. <laughs> he read your comment for Street Fighter, did you list for Andy? Guy. <laughs> <sorry. laughs> right. so, so we were saying uh Stallone Serpent this week. I think I think it's, I think it's Friday, remember it was Thursday, but I think it's this week he's releasing this new movie Samaritan. So Yeah, next next week's uh, twenty twenty six of uh uh no, August is going to Watch the trailer, it looked awful. Just a terrible it's, movie. 
Is this coming on Amazon? Because it's supposed to come out theatrically, but then Amazon's like, yeah, reach the theatrical because they bought MGM, that's why. And, ah. Yeah, because. And yeah, okay. if you go, I don't know if you guys have it right now because when I go to Prime Video, all the James Bond movies are there. Yeah, they're here as well, yeah. What? Yes, all of them. Go check right now. I don't know if they're available. So it's I mean, there's really only like right now. There's only like 10 good ones. And you know, Brosnan has one good one. The his second one is the guy who made. I th- was it tomorrow never dies? The guy who made stop from my mom or shoot. We're talking about Stallone. He did it. He did tomorrow never dies. I think uh, I don't know, maybe five or seven years after stop from my mom or shoot. <laughs> good thing for him. All of the Lord of the Ring movies are there. The normal or extended. Ah. <laughs> uh... Oh, that's right, because uh, uh, and now Embracer now owns normal, all, all the, the IP normal one. Yeah, that's weird. That's a very weird choice. They're already very long, the movies. Hey, can always be longer. That's what I've always been told. Yeah. I'm only seeing the TV show for me. This country is different. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, can, you have the Bond film in, in Germany, on... right? In prime Germany? Nope, nope. <laughs> you can lend them for money. That's normally how this works. Yeah, at least for <laughs> us, it's for Prime Video for free. We can stream it on Twitch, right? I think you get taken down, but yes. Wait, you can't watch them on watch parties? Uh, I don't think so. I think you have to take the video down immediately, don't you? No, no, do you, do you, do you don't. Do you, as long as you don't show the clip. Because it's separate. Another screen pops in of the video you're watching. Uh, see, this is why I know nothing about technology. Yeah. I have no idea. It's basically your camera <laughs> what you're showing, as long as you're not showing the video of it. Mm. Oh, fair enough. That's very cool. I'm way too small as a Twitch streamer to have this, like, Because I did it multiple times. But... I did it for the three Matt Damon boring films. And what else did I do it for? I think that was it. I did some other movies because I'm, when I was trying to do some Twitch channel, but nobody was watching my, my channel. I was like, man, I'm gonna stop doing it. I mean, because you tried and you was like, man, why aren't you streaming? It's like, I did, but nobody's watching. What should I do? At least, Andy, you got some people watching you hang out with. I mean, what, when I stream once a month, like, I have no, I'm awful at this. <laughs> Are you an affiliate? Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't become an affiliate. Because I know people mostly they became quickly. I did not. Yeah. It's, it's not only that watch time that's the pain in the arse. If, you if you're doing watch parties, it's a bit yes, of a the pain the people are watching. That's the problem. Because I got the mm. the streaming days. I think the yeah. followers and what else? I th- uh, you need an average average number of participants. This one, this one. This is the average. Yeah, the average is the pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Some, I got too close. One time I got 2.7 slash, I think something like close. I was like, okay, can we get more? I could not. I was like, ah, screw this ass. Um, I'm stuck with 0.7. Let's <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I finally followed you and got notifications on, so I'll just leave you on in the background now next time you're streaming at work. I just like to speed tight up and just. Which fair, there's some fun segue about the um, Amazon thing. We were chatting just before you joined, Yaz, about how we watched this movie. That yeah. for some reason in Germany, you can you can't rent this movie, 
you can only buy it. In England, you can rent it. But then for the Carl Urban movie, you can rent it in Germany. You can't rent it in England. This, uh, this is a better, I would say this is the best solution you got. It's better to buy the good movie than... The thing is, the thing is, it's not even even like a good version of the movie because it's like a standard old DVD and I told uh, Annie about it because this is basically the worst DVD I've ever bought um, as a product. Not really like content-wise, the product what itself. Did, is does it say why did they publish this DVD on the back end thing? Uh, this thing was produced uh, in the when when I was looking at in the in the video, they were saying like late nineteen nineties, like ninety eight or so. Uh, here the copyright says two thousand one, so in that kind of oh, so yeah, it's that's around millennium. The thing is, the thing is, the bad thing what they did there with the transfer. Uh, basically, they um, scan the whole movie. They try to transfer it to to a digital medium, and you can see like the scanning effects throughout the entire movie. So like um, you're seeing an invisible, not really like invisible, but some kind of overlay throughout the entire uh, movie that is basically scrolling upwards to downwards, and you can really like see uh, it like progressing and then returning um like the the whole role of it and the other thing is the resulting um thing that you're getting was a four by three signal um while scanning a 16 by 9 movie so basically what you're getting in the very end is not only like the horizontal lines but you're getting also vertical lines left and right which is a bad thing to to have for the entire movie so it's basically like one ninth of the entire screen is just like the movie itself, and everything else is black. Yeah. And how was so, actually the Master Universe Blu-ray compared to this? Better, way better. <laughs> you own you own that shit on Blu-ray. Yes. Uh, when I said yes. we will, and I told them like we're doing this Master of Universe, and I told them it's not available in any streaming in Germany. He's like, I got the solution. He went and bought the the few seconds later the Blu-ray. Yeah. And and I also bought this DVD here as well, but uh, I didn't went for the Blu-ray because it's way off the charts. Um, I think that the the cheapest thing that I got uh, in at Amazon was like thirty to fifty euros or so, and I was thinking like, no, I am not investing <laughs> thirty not to fifty that. euros for this one. <laughs> I'm sticking with the fifteen for this one. So, but that was the you like should have too gone much. with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's at um. at some point I I think uh, ripping it uh, I I'm not really like fan of like off the shelf those those kinds of things but the thing is I uh, just like from from a uh, um ecological point of view or um um thing I think most of the companies that were involved with producing this movie actually went under throughout the, the, the last couple of years. So I, th I think there is, um, especially when you have movies like uh, Masters of the Universe and um, MGM, uh, Judge Shred. Right? For Masters of the huh? Universe, the movie? Is it MGM? I don't think so. The thing is, I think MGM took all of Ken's backlog. 
I might be wrong. Could be, could be. The thing is, the thing is, most of those those old companies that that no longer exist anymore. Um, it's also like the the movies itself don't exist anymore. So it's it's really like uh, some some things are forgotten in history, and nobody really cares about like um, putting them on on some kind of digital store or let it rent or something something like that. It's, it's so. I think historic uh, for in the future it will be very very difficult. It's it's not really like not just for games, but also for those kinds of movies. It's it's going to be very very difficult to see uh, in the future. That's kind of sad because yeah. this one was actually quite quite well. Yeah. So, so like we mentioned today is actually a movie because an hour of Stallone's new movie Samaritan. We're looking at his. Uh, 1995, right? This movie. Yeah, it's 1895. We're looking at his uh, 1995, right? This movie. Yes. Yes, 1995. And to Judge Dredd character was basically coming from. It's similar like for was coming from some kind of um, anthology series. And uh, I think this this similar th
the thing is, uh, when I look, um, I, I watched it today and um, I was kind of baffled by the cin cinematography of it. But Which one, um, of the 2012 thread, yeah. Yes. But but I think it it's coming from the fact that a um, sometimes like the the back area looks qu quite cheap to compare to today's standards. Um, I think in some reason it's it's more like a um, difference in in bright brightness during filming of uh, VFX shots. It's very and stylish. Some of, the, the dread. It's it's very stylish, but because they also went for native 3D when when they were filming it. Yeah. So they were one I of think... those those movies that really had like the the 3D rigs, and um, with with two cameras on top of it, and. Um, I think they they really went hard on it, and yeah. you're see, really seeing like the the result of it for this kind of budget. But yeah, unfortunately, it did really well. On, yeah, it's also on like that. That was before Deadpool because before Deadpool already way comes, before Deadpool. Yeah, because they were having a hard time, you know, selling. You know, Watchmen. I think that was at that time the highest grossing R-rated film, but that movie also didn't do well at the box office. It's it's really really less on irony uh, com compared to, to to the original Judge Dredd movie, yeah. um, but especially when the, you hear the, the behind the scenes story, what happened? Yeah, but but um, the other thing that that I'm I, I was, when I was preparing for this thing is basically also most of the original creators of of Judge Dredd basically say. Uh, from the start, the Judge Dredd is basically a fasc fasc fascist character uh, within a fascist society, and they really try to to put him in such a situation where he tries to think about um, those those things that he d does uh, and actually think about like um, because he's just like thinking about the law um, as is like a uh, uh, thing that that he has to follow strictly. And then getting confronted with situations where I need to think about what's actually written in the law. Uh, does this apply here as well? Um, or is the law actually written too hard in, the, in those kinds of situations where you think? And um, I think you're seeing some of those scenes within Judge Dredd, but not in Dredd. But um, that's a whole kind of different scenario because I think, Alex I think said that if he did if he done the sequel, they would have dived more into this because yes, I I think I th I think if you're going into more like a trilogy of movies, then you would have like a setup where you start with like just introducing a basic set of characters, and then the second and the third one is basically trying to think about okay, what's happening in the background, what was happening in a in the early uh, early beginnings of like this whole mega structure uh, society, and then deconstructing it and basically uh, destroying it uh, over over the course of the third or fourth one, so to say. And um, I think. This Judge Dredd movie is basically trying to put lots of those those things into into one uh, movie, and it just like yeah tries to do lots of things at the same time, but fails on so many many accounts. That's yeah really right because because if you would like strip the whole movie with the name Judge Dredd, I think this would be very fun action hero. Uh, kind of movie because um, I think uh, if you just get rid of the name Judge Dredd, 
the the, the whole movie would work perfectly fine. I mean, you could even say it, it's uh, it's a worse version of um, um, the how's it called the Demolition Man. If uh-huh. if you would like really like go into uh, a deep deep mess after the after the first one and the society devolves into some kind of fascist nightmare scenario and then like John Spartan stays there. Uh, no, is it John Spartan? What was Something it? Something like was this, you know. Because I noticed yeah. the villain's name Simon Phoenix. Simon, yeah, and and he stays like this this whole cop per- persona uh, from the from the early nineteen nineties, and try to and fix the stick to the law. <laughs> yeah, I mean this 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 could have worked actually for this because also Rob uh, Rob Schneider is in this movie as well. Rob um, Schneider. Rob Schneider. The only, the only thing that that I was thinking, like the first scene when um, Diane Lane comes into the movie, I was thinking like, because she's having this helmet on and you're just seeing like the the lower part of her face, I was thinking, is Sandra Bullock in this movie? Yeah, we should talk about the and, film. Like, uh, so the film's director uh, you know, Danny Cannon who you might recognize him more for his work in the TV show where he was I think the director one I think the showrunners and producers of uh, what's it Gotham and now he's actually on Pennyworth or or as like season 3 calls it Pennyworth the origin of Batman's butler whatever it's called <laughs> did you guys yeah, saw change that? Two week- yeah, yeah, yeah they <laughs> changed it two weeks ago <laughs> they removed it? no 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 they, they changed it but <laughs> Wait, is it is it legitimately called that? Yes, yes, it's in the trailer. If you go, yes. you see it's written oh, like this. I thought that was a joke. Yes. No. <laughs> oh my god! Come on. I mean, yeah. I mean, you you have been hearing lots of stuff about what's happening behind the scenes in Warner Brothers. So that's like the least surprising. <laughs> you know, thing. Fair, fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and also, you know, the film actually they even got some the writers like you know William Weiser. If I miss his name, uh, yes, uh, William Wisher, I mean, William Wisher Jr., who wrote in Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Even got Steve E. D'Souza, who wrote Die Hard Commando, and Kai's favorite movie, and Street Fighter. Street Fighter! He was also director on that film, and it also they also got Michael DeLuca to help write the story, and this guy, I my tattoo, he's also a well-known producer. He produced the original City, the Fifty Shades of, of Grey films. Which I know Andy wants to be part of one day. Oh, I'm looking forward to when we do that at some point. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna have props galore. <laughs> Kai, I was like, I'm not joining it. I'll watch it. <laughs> He's also now. I think the the new setting at CEO of WB, whom they hired right now. So basically, <laughs> there's a chance the guy who wrote Judge Dredd might end up overseeing the DC films. <laughs> I'd love to see his 10-year plan. Just <laughs> it, It's when he ties this into DC. Like, we'll, we'll buy the rights to Judge Dredd and then we can put this into the DC, DC I mean, universe. Yes, I mean, he did produce some stuff. But since he also produced some good stuff, he, if you go to his, you know, Wikipedia or IMDb page, let me see, I have it right here. In fact, I wrote that he actually he wrote, I think, Freddy's, I think, fi- did, I think, the final, final Nightmare, whatever it's called. The final, the final nightmare. Final <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> he was actually, you know, he was a producer on, you know, uh, what was it? 
Um, was it, uh, was it, uh, oh, he was a producer on Ghost Rider, uh, Moneyball, Fright Night, the remake, Drive Angry. Oh, God, he did The Love Guru. You know what? I oh, God. Everything <laughs> I said about him being good, I take it back. I take it back everything I said. Oh, shit. Everything <laughs> 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 I ever said, that I take back everything. <laughs> Oh, one one eighty. Yeah, because I know that he produced I think good movies. Like I said, Mandibal. The moment I saw I, Love Good, I was like, I took everything back. He, he's produced a lot of good movies. That's prime example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, man. Andy, uh, what's it? Uh, Mark, right now, he's laughing. He's, he's seeing this. Oh no, he, he turned this off the second we made fun of um, Jersey Girl. That's he's gone. Mark's long gone. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's had his little nap. His I like that when, when I don't have Andy on the show, I end up, you know, mentioning Andy. When I have Andy, I end up mentioning Mark. Because <laughs> husbands and wife bitch about yeah. each other. That's what we do. Yeah. And I think I think one of the interesting tidbits about director Danny Cannon uh, was also that way in the eighties, um, he um, did some kind of like poster. Um, competition where he did some posters for the eighty two thousand comics actually oh. uh, for the Judge Dredd he's character. A hardcore, so I've read he's a hardcore Dredd he, fan. He was he was actually a hardcore Judge Dredd fan. So um, <clears throat> I think he wanted to to have this movie going more into like the original comic thing. But yeah, what's happening there is. I think very I'm also interesting. Seeing that, yeah, apparently, he did the reshoots for Geostone. Like, they, they were saying, hey, we need a new. They, they had to do heavy reshoots, which they brought him to direct in the reshoots. Geostone podcast. directed the sequel to what's it? I understood not what he did last summer. And apparently, for what I've, I just read, uh, for Dread, he actually passed on. What was it? Um. He was supposed to do the third Die Hard movie. It's like, no, I'll do Dread instead. Thank fuck, because Die Hard 3 is the best Die Hard. So, that's good. <laughs> and we compare with the sequels that we got, it is better. I mean, yes, it's like 3, 1, then the, the rest. No, no, and then, like, uh, the last mistaken, one. It's uh, 1, 2, 3, then the rest of garbage. Yeah. All okay. has its... Four has its moments. I mean, I mean it's the, at least one two were written by garbage. Steve D'Souza. Hero, he wrote them that Die Hard 1 and 2. Okay. Yeah. And even talked about how, in fact, Die Hard didn't, nobody wanted Bruce Willis, and they were hating him and stuff. Some behind the scenes stuff, people thought this movie was gonna bomb. He <laughs> was one of the best yeah. actors in the world. And we hope he's I don't. Good. I don't mean Bruce Willis. I don't like Bruce Willis. <laughs> also, since Andy mentioned, would like I think we mentioned also in the last podcast um, about Bruce Willis. Like, yeah, yes, I know. You know, people are saying, "Man, why are you being harsh on him?" Like, we're not making fun of his mental condition, like he's having right now. Because, you know, also, oh God, no, no, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is like his movies from like ten years ago. So it's yeah. just yeah. he's just you know. I understand why he does what he does. He's just an actor who's. Just takes money, which is hundred percent fair. Yeah, I'm just gonna that's make fun why of this. because this is what he's being uh, offered right now, and people are saying, "Oh, he's doing this because he wants to leave money for his children." Then that's why he's doing those, those crappy films. Which you know, it's a, it's a decent it's, thing to do. But it's just yeah. At least he knows what he is. Because also, you know, no Hollywood binges would spend on money on an actor like who has mental because who can't, you know, 
Was he suffering from that he can't you know, remember his lines and he can't speak words? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think they have to like feed his lines. He has a earpiece yeah. and then he has to just repeat what he's being yeah. told. They say that's why he's doing because I know that he has an earpiece with one of his ears. He's got damaged from shooting Die Hard. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was that's remember the scene on the table in Die Hard 1. He starts shooting the gun. The echo was mm. very damaged. It damaged one of his ears. So he had Ooh. to wear an earpiece for it. Damn. Yeah. All right. Huh? So this, like you mentioned, is Danny Ken. It opens with a narration by, in, out of all the people, Ames. James Earl Jones. What was you guys like when you first heard this? Like, wait, that sounds like in Darth Vader seeing the narration and yeah. talking about uh, unstoppable force, etc. <laughs> I, I was so surprised. There's a part of me that thought that can't, you know, it has to be a James L. Jones like impersonator. Yeah. There's no way this movie got James L. Jones. So like, oh nope, it, it fair enough. It did for <laughs> twenty seconds, and it the best honestly filled, he got filled me with hope. Life. <laughs> if if it would be with hope, like this movie might be good. <laughs> Maybe they told him because there's the word for this is narration for Star Wars. To trick them. <laughs> I mean, James Earl just has like one of the best voice. Like it's James Earl Jones, Patrick Stewart, Morgan Morgan Freeman. Freeman are just voices <laughs> of the legends. I mean, Morgan Freeman was also. I mean, to be fair, Morgan Freeman was also in the Love Guru in the beginning of the film <laughs> as a voice. For example, that's a good movie. <laughs> hey, at least Celine Dion didn't appear on stage. They only used her song. <laughs> Remember the scene? Celine Dion, you see like from back a woman coming on stage and then you see her hand <laughs> on stage. It's like... <laughs> You're like, yeah, they couldn't afford that. She's like, no. <laughs> no. But they got what's in it? Jessica Simpson's and Val Kilmer. <laughs> I mean, as, as we've discussed, Val Kilmer does most things for money, as we know. He's, he's not the best actor I choice, mean, you know. Like, he's I mean, even right in a now. Kevin Smith movie. Fuck, you know. <laughs> I mean, right, I mean, he's in, what's it, Maverick, that's, they, they can fix everything, the highest grossing film of the year. They've not seen that. Yeah. I only know um, because yeah. he's the one that tell you see his painting, and people say he appears on the film. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just like a small cameo. I think uh, he had yeah, throat, throat cancer, he can't cancer speak. in the last couple, yeah, in the last couple to, of years. I think years, his son or... sometimes dubs over his voice now, something. But I know, I think he's doing, I mean, he even came out, it's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I used to be a jerk, because if you guys heard the story about what, what he did in the island of Dr. Monroe, you'd hear about his story, how he was a jerk. And he came, probably came out, it's like, yeah, I used to be a jerk. Because a lot of actors, when you hear them, it's like, yeah, I used to be an ego, I used, I used to be a jerk. I mean, Stallone's a good example, like how he actually, he, he had an ego sometimes, he was like, hey, I want this movie, this is how I want, because he had power, how to, to change the movie. I mean, the same thing happened with Dredd, and he had powers, like, hey, you know, this is how I want the movie to be. You know, when you think of 80s, you think of Stallone. It's like it's his decade yeah. of just I mean, everything. I mean, I mean, you're you're seeing it basically. If you're looking at Rocky and and Rambo, I mean, in Rocky himself, it's him being like the main author of the of the entire story, and then him also being like the main actor for it, and then later on also directing. So it's basically a powerhouse with with regards to acting in front of it and also being at behind time, the scenes also, as well. Also, this time also Stallone was that type. He's been making lots of money. His movies been releasing bombs a lot, and and it took I think Rocky Balboa to, I think that's a Rocky Six, if I'm not mistaken, to bring him back. Yeah, but but Rocky Six took long time after Rocky Five. Yeah. Rocky Five came out I think in 1990. Yeah, because that was then, received by everyone, critics, audience, and fans. Yeah, and, and Rocky Balboa came out like 
2010 ish. Because after that, he did Rambo, Rambo 4. Yes. This was like the, the re new variation. It's also like the, the expendable movies when he did, the when he did those as well. Then he did start because you saw him like he's a little bit slow now. He's becoming now he's moving away like from doing hardcore action because I know they're doing expendables fun. They're saying that it's going to be Stallone's last expendable film. And it's like Jason Statham was like it might be taking over the franchise from him. Jason Statham? They're also making another one. Oh yes, but yeah, the they, guy who they did also make it. They also making it uh, into a franchise. They they they, yes, they have one, a two, whole three. like female based one in planning. No, and I think you know Megan Fox is yes, Megan Fox, Fifty Cent, Tony Ja, and the bad guys Echo. I forgot the guy from the Red. He's the bad guy, the lead. Fucking Christ! What? what um, John Malkovich? No. No. It was Neil. You said guy from Red. The raid, the raid. I mean the raid. Oh, the raid. Sorry. The Indonesian film, the raid. More different movies. Yeah, no. I mean, just imagine John Malkovich being the villain. I mean, that'd be great. I'd fucking I'd watch the shit out of that. I mean, like, have you seen, have you him seen in Johnny English? I've seen Connor. He was there. Good enough. <laughs> this is the reason why usually Connor works within. Sometimes when I think sometimes you watch action movies like man, this movie actually might not be good, but it's actually the villains what makes it amazing. That's why Die Hard works mostly like you watch it focus more on Hans Gruber than the hero. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing, yeah. That's definitely the thing. And the villain in this movie is just fine. Yeah. And I do also like the story of Hans Gruber. It was like when he gets thrown from the top of the building. <laughs> he said I counted three, but he said one and he dropped him <laughs> just to get that switch. Yeah. Shit, I hope that's not a hostage. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Alan Rickman's first film, right? Die Hard? Yes, yeah, because he, he was cheap as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that was his, that's his first movie, because he used to do theater, and they saw him, like, I think he'll be a great character, and that was, that was his first movie. Yeah. That's the uh. best acting debut, I think, in the film. <laughs> and I like the part where he turns to America, oh, please... <laughs> Oh God, help me, help! Yeah. That's just like as, as bad as that American accent is. That's like when any American tries to do an English accent, it just doesn't work. Good class. What do you thought of a German accent guy in the movie Die Hard? <laughs> he was actually better than most of the others. That's let's <laughs> let's say like that. I don't think all all the actors were German, not mistaken. I think one of them. No, think, was, no, was definitely, not. definitely not. <laughs> Some, sometimes, sometimes it 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 feels like that. Most of them are German-based actors that, for some reason, are like first or second generation uh, America uh, Americans or first like first mm. second generation like uh, coming to America, and. Um, so they do know some words, but like the spelling. But of he doesn't it, know the uh, word shoot the glass. Completely, completely <laughs> off. Shoot the glass. She's in glass. Which is like a wrong pronunciation. Is she's das glass. Or she's auf das glass, which would be like proper German. The other thing they had a good, good training for speak German. It's like just help them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, funny, funnily enough, uh, I was watching uh, 24 episodes with Jürgen Brochno, uh, 
who was okay. also in this movie. Was it um, uh, just to, to spin it around? Was, yeah. And and at that point, Kiefer Sutherland starts Judge speaking Griffin. in German. In, um, and uh, Kiefer Sutherland starts speaking German in in this episode. Um, and he's actually decent uh, in this episode, but um, the he's supposed to have a German name. It's called Maya. Um, but they're also referring to him as Maya uh, or Mia uh, oh. the whole time, which like I think I think they could have asked Jürgen Prochner at that point, like how do you spell this name correctly? And I think he could help with that. But, That's how yeah. sometimes I hear about Asian production. Like you know, sometimes you watch Asian movies, TV shows. Sometimes when you see English actors do, 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 do not speak English well, or maybe the actor the actors do not speak. Most of the time, it's because the people are making the film. And production do not speak English, but they mostly rely on the actors to do their English. And sometimes you talk to take this is how you speak. And they were, sometimes they, were, they don't have translations from Google Translate. They take that's what they're doing mm. right now instead of hiring a translator. I think I think one of the the, the in, most interesting transitions I think was Anna de Anas, um, who basically hasn't spoken English uh, since the last couple of years. And and uh, I was watching The Grey Man a couple of days ago, and oh, I, I forgot think to ask you about what did you thought of the film? It was an okay movie. It, it, it was a middle. It was a fine average it, film. It, it it feels it feels like as if um like the actor uh, the uh, the the group from uh, the MCU movies wanted to do a. Yeah, it's the Russo brothers, Chris Evans, and he's um, the best part of the and, film. Chris Evans, he's having fun. Yeah, yeah, he's really having fun in this one, but um, it feels like they taking like the core concept of like the Winter Soldier movies, like the, the rawness of it, yeah. and um, so this this kind of works in in this kind of respect, but uh, it doesn't really like it doesn't really like feel connection with the main actor uh, with the with the main yeah. character of it. It's written by um, the same writers of Winter Soldier and Civil War. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, Mac McFeely and um, like the the two authors of the two the, writers, the same guys who yeah. wrote you know the Captain America movies and uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, it it really feels like a oh let's let's come together and do a movie just without the other Marvel guys yeah. and then do our own thing. It's it really feels like that. Yeah, and Netflix um, gave it, us two hundred million done to do whatever we want. Yeah. And you see that um, the the only thing that, that that was bothering me throughout the throughout the movie was like the the whole amount of drone shots, uh, which were kind of like I nauseating. Remember, did you saw ambulance? Uh, That's no. the Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. How is um, this compared with the, the, the Michael Bay drone, movie? It has drone shot. How is it compared with with the drone shot? The uh, let's just say there is. The, the drone shots in this movie and the drone shots in the Michael Bay movie. Um, in this one, it's basically you're trying to have uh, lots of your actors within one frame, within one coherent scene, which kind of works in the scenario. Um, whereas Michael Bay goes full on like crazy. Um, like I can do 180 degree or 360 degree shots. Why not? And just like flies around, and uh, you're you're really getting nauseated by 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 the drone shots in over there. Yeah. But 
yeah, but I I kind of kind of kind of like the action in the movie. Yeah. Um, because they destroy some cities over yeah. there, which was quite interesting. It's Michael, but he destroys cities. That's his job. No, I mean, I was talking about uh, the Grey Man, and yeah, they also destroy also. cities. I found Ryan Gosling not very interesting in the film. He's supposed to be the lead. Yeah, yeah, that, that was uh, what I was mentioning. You you don't really feel like him being a sympathetic yeah. like character overall. And people are more excited to see him as Ken, uh, Ken Doll in the Barbie movie over this. And actually, they are making fun of those those yeah, things they, in they this movie. Ken. <laughs> and and that was really really meta at that point. I think Chris Evans' brothers in the Barbie movie too, if not mistaken. Okay, okay, this this is going to be interesting. Yeah, I just noticed that we spent fifteen minutes not talking about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to Judge Dredd. Yeah, so so we talked about the narration, like we introduced, like the word, like. The the Earth like by twenty twenty became like a wasteland. There's the cursed Earth was like the desert, and then there's the mega city was the city, which filled with population, a lot of tons of people. Like if not mistaken, it's like classes like the the higher up like the best like buildings the best class and the lower down are the slums, right? Because we see like in the beginning in the yeah like, more yeah. yeah. I think I think more or less it's it's also coming down to like this this whole. Um, like levels within like mega towers yes. yeah because we begin of course we're seeing like rob schneider we'll call him rob schneider we don't know what his name is he yeah. comes in he, he uh, says, fergie i think his name is ferguson so most of them are we'll calling him, him rob schneider fergie. no matter what you call him he's still playing rob schneider Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, Rob Schneider is playing a Rob Schneider-like character yeah. here. I do. Uh, Lee and Lee Polero, a friend of the show, and I would review it. What was it? Surf Ninja. He's was 30, 30, I think the 30 when he made this film. He's playing a teenager. I think a, a 15 really? year old. Really? Yes. Because the actor... I thought he was like mid-20s, I No, because the actor who was playing the lead... The, let me see. Oh, let me see Rob Schneider. Let's put down the calculus for a minute. Because he was born in 1963. And well, let me see, when did... Uh, What's it supposed to be? Another character? 93 minus... Uh, 1963. Yes, he was 13 when the film came out. So basically he was tw 29 when he made that film. Maybe. Yeah, but... but but um, they initially wanted to go for Joe Pesci as as, as the character for this role. Oh, by the way, when I say Rob Schneider was thirty, I was talking about the Surf Ninja. Oh, oh, oh we're talking okay. about Trent, right? Uh, okay. okay, sorry. I was yeah. talking. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he was the same right. age also with Demolition Man. The thirty when he did, they both Jesus. came out. <laughs> because five, because two years later, I think he was thirty-two when he did Judge Dredd. Yeah. Yeah. So Fergie, you know, he came out of prison. He, he was. What did he finish his sentence? Or was he in parole? Uh, he finished his sentence. Yeah. And he, he came back and wanted to go actually to where he used to live. But instead, he he goes in the, and he we, we see like there's a riot happening and he gets into a room for where writers led by James Reamer out of all people. And I remember because his name is not credited in the movie. I was like, is that James Reber? Even after the post credit, when I see the credit rolling down, I was like, 
This is not created in Red Look Up. Yes, he's not created in the film. Weird, because it, it's not like he's um. I mean, he's a big enough. You know, we, I recognize him anymore. Yeah, but Dexter, it's, but mistaken, it's not like he's he's big enough to be like a secret cameo. Like that seems like just a general it's fuck up. More than just a cameo, because yeah, because he before that he did you know forty eight hours and the Warriors. It's like his mm. two biggest film. I mean, so basically, he is recognizable by people. Mm. Oh, was he in the rookie? They're saying he was an episode of the rookie. Uh, yeah, I think he is. But it must be season three or four. Is that so called breakdown? Let me check. Season four. Ah, uh, here we go, Rice. It's more recent. I'm now going to look. You carry on talking, I'm going to look into this. Yeah. I'm most excited because I mentioned The Rookie. So, it's a good show. Yeah. Good show. It's, because it's not available on Disney Plus, that's why I can't see it. Mm. Do you see it on Disney Plus, the show? Uh, no, I watch it on Sky. Ah. Because Castle Liner is on Disney Plus all episode. Even yes. Firefly. Oh. Yeah, knowing you're not Serenity, though. Yeah. Serenity is because it's universal. Is it because it's on Peacock? Uh, Maybe that's why. Uh, I think it's on Netflix here, but yeah. I think it's on Amazon, my country. Let me check. Mm. You're checking something. How about you, Carl? Are you let, checking let, something? Let's go, let's go back to Dread. Let's go oh, back to Dread. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> they go out there and they, they attack. They, they keep the... Oh, it's Rob Schneider, you know, Fergie. He gets into his house and he meets James Rima and his crew. They're fighting... The judges, we got one of them, Diane Lynn, and her friend, the rookie, they come in to stop them, but they said, we need backup. And then the backup came, and it's Judge Dredd. Uh, Andy, do you want to talk about his introduction? You, you mean the really slow-mo thing of, like, the, the slightly cool boots, and then the somewhat the skin-tight, like, onesie, but then just something to protect his cock. Yeah. Like, it's um, a hefty... Yeah. Which is actually designed by Gianni Versace himself. Yeah, I, I just noticed. I'm really? Like, yes. I was like, <laughs> yes. Gianni Versace? I love, why is he created in, in the movie? like, oh, because he designed the costume for Dread. <laughs> I mean, it's all like the mask. Like, I, I get the thing of the shoulder pads. They were way over the top. There's just yes. the skin tight. Like, they look like pajamas with, as I keep mentioning, the bit coverings. That, like, he's covering Stallone's most important. Well, Possibly what Stallone thinks is his most important feature. Most men would say Look, the same. I know the guy, you so, know, John Versace like, is gay in real life, but I'm pretty sure a people made some lots of gay and you went to jokes with this. You could probably measure that bit by hand. Like, just, oh. Yeah. <laughs> also, we're not going. being homophobic if people are listening. Even did no. one costume for a Steven Seagal film, we'll talk about me one day. If, if it helps, I'm bisexual so I can make gay jokes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not a good reason that was a joke don't worry yeah. carry on. but yeah it, the, the costumes are awful just I, I don't know why thought, like, it's very the close to the comic cool. book at least they were very close to the comic book I like that that Dread 25 because this one at least they made sure that it's very close to the comic because if you look at the photo of Judge Dredd in the comic it looks very similar but I don't hmm. know if he had that thing the protective thing what do you call it it's the, the cup we'll call it the cup we call it the cup the protective cuff 
the... I'm pretty sure it's supposed to go into the inside instead of the outside. <laughs> and I do like it when Lin is posing like this, the superhero pose, and Diane Lin, he's knowing what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you just, just look and admire it. Just yeah. admire the full thing. It's Because, you know, that sort of stuff does work... Um, you know, artistically in comics, a bit like when people kicking off about the Star Wars thing, that the anime, it doesn't look like live action. This is a moment they should have gone, we should maybe dial it down just... To, like, it's nearly there. It just needs a little... It needs one more rework, and it would have been fine. But, yeah, it's a bit over the top. Okay. Yes. So, of course, we see him screaming his first yep. word, I am um, I just sent you uh, over the Discord chat uh, one, one page with with like costume designs and uh, the things that you were mentioning here is basically also shown there as well. Why, why is it glittery? Why has he got a glittery knob? <laughs> I mean, do we need an explanation? It's just... I mean, it's, I, mean I, I like how they've gone to the effort to draw the, the six-pack on there. Boom. Yeah. All right. Um, so whoops! I just noticed that. I've... Okay. Um. Am I? Am yeah, I? The video because, no, because the video. I I, I opened the chat and then the screen if they captured that. No more. I fixed it. Uh, I mean, this whole thing was a goddamn shit show. Let's go. I mean, we just still in the begin. And disappeared, and now he's. Okay. My bad, my bad. What, what just happened? You got disconnected and now you came back. Fair enough. Let's, 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 let us let us he goes on then to one of the room. He starts killing the bad guy. The rookie gets injured, and we see like his change is gone. Armor piercing. What's it? Whammy, whammy, double whammy. Or some stuff he says. I, I like how like, the gun has the most monotone voice. Yes. Just <laughs> double whammy. Double whammy. Some, some someone. I remember if I was the rookie, rookie, maybe there's a back massage. Vibrator. <laughs> you know something with this? If it's a female, then it would work better. Just blow job. <laughs> yeah, double whammy shot. <laughs> and I do like is the fact that you see a guy, you know, he holds the gun and he just gets rixed to it. And the list scene later is like it blows up your gun, it doesn't. <laughs> because we see it in the dread twenty twelve, a guy with his hand gets blown up when he grabs the gun. So you see him like so he comes up there, he actually judges, you know, James Remar is like he kills them because they say he judges them to death. They, they came the they see reporters are talking. One of them is played by uh, Mitchell Ryan. He was actually, like I said, he was in Dharma and Greek. People might recognize him. Reporting about the crime and then... What was that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Judge, he's about walking by to hear like the... The recycling food thing is if I, it's acting weird, he, if I drop Schneider and he's like, I'm sending you to five years in prison. <laughs> he's like, I just got out. 
He was just trying to protect himself, poor Rob Schneider. Yeah. Hey, then, then what should you do if you're if you're coming back from a five year sentence in the first place? I mean, find out that your whole place is being robbed and being like uh, riots and I don't know. guns. Like just just walk away. Just like I'm I'm gonna go coffee shop. I'll come back later. Fine. But they grabbed him. They forced him to come inside. Remember? Yeah. So True. yeah. So after that, what's oh, happening? Oh yes. Oh. Then we cut to the judge where we see Max von Sydow's character. Uh, Chief Ju- Justice Fargo and it's fine now since we're mentioning the word Fargo I read I think somewhere that the Coen brothers were supposed to wanted the to look at the director film before they went with Danny Cannon because they had some other directors in but all of them passed on Danny Cannon picked up that because he's a fan of the source material and then we also Ooh. got Judge Griffin braided by uh, what's his name uh, Kai Joran Jürgen Prochno yes when we might recognize him from the, the David Lynch doing playing Ducleto in it. They're talking about and because of the how in fact judges like crime is increasing. He said like, hey, we have to. What was it? The, what was it? The, because I forgot the. What's it called? The, the thing he wants to start next is something. With the project thing. Yes. What's it called? The it, project? It's, it's Junus, isn't it? Is it Junus? Something like that. Junus? Junus? Because it's named after the Doctor Woman. Yes, Junus, yes. The project. Yeah. We said we need this one to help us, but they're all, but when Fargo's against it, the head chief justice. So, after that, you know, we see him, like he said, he wants to talk, he bring, bring in dread. That's where we see him on. Um, he and Maxim, this caused lots of controversy because Dread you know, in the comic doesn't remove his mask. Yeah, it's supposed to slow. You got to show, he wants to show his face, and I mean, he, he takes it off when, like, when he's changing and stuff. It's not as off as much as I remember. I thought it was like the whole movie. It is most of the movie, but when he's meant to yeah, have it on, it's, it's, he does it's, have it's it on. Like, yeah, but it's mostly like eighty percent is is off. Yeah. It is, but but then the whole the whole uniform's off. I. I always imagined yeah, it was everything yeah, yeah, yeah. but the helmet. Like yeah. when he's kicked out, that makes sense. When he's changing, it makes sense. It's it's no, it's not as egregious as I, it still should be on more like the Carl Urban one because it's thing. But it's not like I in my head, I'm always thinking he's wearing everything else but the helmet. It makes a it's a bit more yeah, passable, okay. but still. This one I think it's the password. Then uh, what was it? There I think literally it cuts like yes, and when he's in his locker room, he's talking to Diane Lane. She tells him, it's like, hey, don't you have any friends? Like, I used to have a friend. And then he tells him, you don't have any emotions. Like, you don't have any friends. But then he tells him, I judge the friend. And then later, it comes to the prison where we see uh, the warden. Go, he goes on to meet Rico, who's played by uh, Armand DeSanti. Yeah, people might recognize him from that HBO movie, Gary. Not that terrible 0% uh, one with John Travolta. Maybe one day I might do it. That movie, I only wanted to review it because they challenged the people and the critics. It's like... Are you going to listen to the trolls that telling you to, to go watch a movie? Come see, watch, don't listen to the trolls. Because the critic trolls. That's why I want to review it. <laughs> yeah, so, he comes in, he tells them, like, um, he didn't, never say, but they say that Ms. Mimini, your mysterious benefactor, you know, he sent you this package. And then we, we he open it, we see the his judge belt badge and... Uh, the photo of the news reporter who was reporting the crime. 
and then he the, the whole thing turns out to be a gun he shoots the warden the warden gets killed by the machine gun and then he escapes and then after he somehow the- escapes at maximum security prison yeah which for some reason he ends up in a uh, in a body bag but but we don't see what happens later. because because i thought you know he's Good actually point. hiding because at first he was hiding one of the guards he killed one of the guards he took his clothes and made him look that's what I thought. Yeah, like he was just, he was gonna like yeah, be a guard, sneak out, get on the next transport back yeah, to Mega City. But that's that's like a deleted scene at that point. I mean there's some deleted because, scene. Because otherwise it doesn't make end. sense. Because there are some deleted scenes you know why the scenes feel like they're deleted because of their rating, because that was like the big controversy with the film. Like there apparently I was watching an interview with Steve D'Souza where he basically said he wrote a PG thirteen film because that's what the studio wanted in Stallone. They wanted a PG thirteen film. He wrote a PG-13 script. He said the director didn't can't take it. He's like, now nah, I want to make it. He, he blames the director. It's like, if so he says in the industry, like, he's a great guy. Like, he did Pennyworth and Gotham. Like, yeah, I don't have hard feelings with him. He said, he took the script. He's like, I'm going to make it R-rated, like the source material. I think, I remember the three or four times, it got X-rated. And they had to edit more time to get an R-rated, the film. Mm. And the problem is they already had deals with restaurants and stuff, like for Happy Meals and toy manufacturers. For Judge Dredd, they said we, we can't market an R-rated film. They released mm. the film R-rated. They start suing the, I think, the Disney because Disney published the film through Hollywood Pictures. Yeah, but but not not only like the, the release uh, of, uh, of the movie is basically like uh, like the big question in into what kind of like direction the movie is going to be produced or it's going to be it's released. They didn't have someone uh, oversee the production from when they were shooting in London. Yeah, I mean, I mean, during the, the shooting itself, you you can see like the the main difference because I think most like the production, like Sylvester Stallone, basically most of the time is in a different movie than than most of the other actors to some degree. Yeah, because he even said uh, that they wanted like... humor. That's why they brought Rob Schneider. He told them, "You want humor? Let's put Rob Schneider." Even Steve D'Souza said he was button to rewrite the script to add humor and twist, etc. Of course, you know. Armand Desante, you know, playing Rico, he escapes and then he heads to was it a pawn shop. He tells them, oh, "You have a package for me, and it's a gun, a, a judge's gun." He tells them, "Like, don't, it will blow your hand unless you're a judge." And he grabs the gun. Well, you look at that. I must be a judge. He kills him. I like that. He he goes on, and the robot's like, "What does he say? Is is as long as it's on, it does is unserveable like my wife, something like this." And I do like like the only activity he goes on, he presses few wires, painting. So telling me that if anyone comes and press two wires, he can't get activated. That's what yeah, I think. Just follow that person's rule. <laughs> no, no, not the actual owner, just anyone who turned him on. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, I like that after he activates, he grabs the owner's cigar. <laughs> Is that the same cigar later in another scene when he's fighting to kill, to kill the judges? He's also smoking a cigar. Is that the same cigar? Sim- a similar one, I think. <laughs> because I think it's the similar one that he picked from his dead body. <laughs> of course, you know, we later see like the reporter, um, uh, the um, the Mitchell Ryan, uh, the reporter. He's in his house with his wife, and they're talking. And there's four of his grandchildren. Instead, he tells like, "I can project Genesis." Because he's like he's very because he said he wants to report it and like you know about the this project thing he's about to expose like uh, the drudges. However, we see a judge come in and you, you see him like the word dread. I think the logo says dread on it, the badge, right? He yeah. said dread. No, he he starts killing the judges and 
Steve the Juice, I think he claims in his script, he say that he crushes in and then it cuts outside the binders and you see a flashlight happening. He said when he went, he saw a screening for the film. He saw like the scene that he was like, hey, what are you guys doing? This is an R-rated. Then they told him that that guy was like, no, this is busy. You see, there's no blood coming from the script. There's no blood. He's like, I worked in the industry. I had problems with the MP. I know when they're going to give us R-rating and a PG-13. They gave, they gave them an X rating instead. <laughs> That's the thing, because like I said, too many cooks and the people they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't, they yeah. didn't have someone to oversee the production. Because if this was all the story I've read, that Disney actually wanted PG-13. Danny Cannon was like, he had no one oversee the oversee. He was like, fine, I'll make it very close to the source material. And apparently, this is according to him, he said Disney hated him that he one time went to pitch up a TV show, I think a reboot of a British American hero with the original creator, Stephen Cannell. They went in and they liked him. Then a few weeks later, they got a phone call. They were telling him, hey, I mean, what did you do with Disney? Because they called me. It's like, hey, they rejected your pitch because they said, oh, you're the guy who made us cost money with Dread. It's like, we'll never work at, at, at Disney or ABC again. But he was like, ah, they didn't meet. A few weeks, years later, I started working with, Disney, with ABC on a TV show. I think I think Stephen Ken uh, at the la- uh, at the end of the movie was also saying like uh, whenever he's going to produce another movie or a TV show he he's never no longer going for a high name uh, actor anymore because that's like, Danny uh, Danny Cannon he said oh Danny Cannon yeah because yeah, because Stallone because Stallone at that time is known for having a giant ego he was filming because he's like. Because, that's why you hear him and Van Damme because people saying oh they're hard to work for because right now I think because. They got more mature and stuff. They, I think, with what their career set back and stuff, just like they, they look, they're looking life differently. Yeah, yeah. So when you grow older, you look different at your life. It's like, man, what the hell did I was I doing in my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe right now, if you were this, like, yeah, man, we should have done, we should have talked about this movie faster than spitting a was it talking about other uh, stuff. I say, I've, I've got 10 minutes before I have to disappear, so. <laughs> yeah, so I think we can go quickly about this. Um, so judge, uh, so judge that later we see him. At that scene, you know, we were talking about Steve D'Souza. We see him like he blows up a, a, the girl for rich guy. And that rich guy is actually his name is D'Souza. I think it's, I don't know if there was the jab on the screenwriter because I know that Danny Cannes D'Souza were not looking eye to eye with some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then here is where Dredd gets arrested by the judges. Then there they say that they try he he brings Diane Lane's character. Uh, what's her name? Uh. Judge Hershey, she can be his defense lawyer. As they are judging him, they say that we can't use like the the video camera because it can be alterated. Uh, what the Fargo allows them to, to to not use as an evidence. And then the other judge is like the the white haired woman judge. She comes says like use actually the technicality. She calls Central, the computer. She opens the device. Like she mentioned that each gun lock is marked with a DNA. Like by the judge who shoots it, it gets marked um, through the bullet. And you find out that no one acting in the judges actually knew about even Dread. They say that the DNA came back matched to Dread. It's like, that's a, that's a lie. I didn't do it. I am the law. Like, he said, I've been framed. <coughs> yeah, of course, they, they say we'll take like, uh, it, recess until we will bring out the verdict. Fargo, you know, he's speaking, like, you know, with, uh, what was his name? Uh, Judge Griffin. Mm-hmm. 
Touch so he, he tells them like you know I'm going to step down and you know from the chief justice uh, and and I'm gonna do to go to do the long walk because you're gonna give me one final wish. He's he goes on the judge. Dredge gets sentenced like you know for death, but Fargo says before we begin, so I want I want to tell you that I'm actually you know stepping down. I'm going to the long walk as my final wish. I think you guys show mercy for Dred. I think that's when you know. No, because after my time scored run, Griffin decides like you know we sent him to life in prison. They strip away you know, from his armor and shield, and he gets taken to you know to the plane which has also Rob Schneider in it. And then we find out that you know Griffin is in cahoots with you know with with Rico like, and he tells him like you know we need to you're gonna help me bring back the Janus project because we need we need to bring more tougher strict and you know judges to. Him. That know the law like you and and dread to to stop that crime in the rising city. So we see like dread they're in the plane with Rob Schneider and Rob Schneider's like oh yeah it's sitting next to him. He's annoying him like what Rob Schneider does in every film. But then you see like, a criminal behind him tries to kill Judge Dredd, but uh, we see like you know some strangers in the in the desert they blow up the ship. And then later you see like what was it uh judge here she like she's trying to investigate like about dread and stuff she opens his locker she finds a photo of him and rico she goes to her one of the guest students they work she tells him can you look at this photo instead he looks at the photo of him as a baby he's like what are I, this is the wrong photo it's like but the photo he tells her this this photo of judge the baby is fake it's like fake you look everything in the photo is fake with the exception of the baby and then you saw him like use cg and it turns like he's in a lab and this was way before Photoshop. Yeah, I miss Judge Dredd. Okay, so after and that... It was, it was probably easier to just get actors to put the baby somewhere, get some fake actors and just take the photo for real than use the futuristic Photoshop. Like, yeah. that was, was a weird choice. Yeah. So, Judd, you seem like he's been ca uh, captured by the Angel family. One of them was played by the actor uh, who played Sergio in The Walking Dead. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Scott Wilson. And one of his children is played by Ewan Brumner. He's from Train Spotting. If you guys remember, playing Spot, he was most also recently in Wonder Woman as the Scottish soldier. And then he's there. They're, they're actually they, they, they speak like in South Actually, like they're very like you know like those religious Catholic stuff. You see, oh look, we got Judge Dredd. We can kill him. And then Rob Schneider was like, Hallelujah, my brothers. And then just oh, he's a friend of us, a believer. Let's free him. It's like, uh, what's his name? Fergie. I forgot to tell you, Judge Dredd. He tells them these guys are cannibals. They're going to eat you. It's like. Oh hell! And then Dredge frees inside, and he fights them, and he kills them. And then we also see Fargo, who coming from his long walk, coming here to help Dred. Of course, he gets stabbed by one of the you know brothers, but but Dredd you know kills him. There is, I think, is where Fargo Fargo tells him the story about the Genesis projects. Like, we took the DNA of all the perfect judges to create the perfect judge. We created you. You're not. It's like a human, and we also created your brother Rico. It's like you kept this all this idea from me, and then he's like. Stallone decides, like, you know what, we're gonna go stop Rico. There, I think, is where we see Rico and gets the, he gets uh, shown, like, the, the Jan, Janice Project Room and he meets the doctor. What's her name? Uh, Elsa Hayden, who, has, who, has, who thinks she's very thirsting on Rico about the whole movie. I mean, even later, when you see, like, the way it's like, okay, now, she's wearing very casual clothes, then later, you see, like, she's wearing, like, very sexy dress. Later in the film, it's like, okay, now, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> 
that's where you see them they start attacking like the judges like the judges are getting killed blow up and then you find out this is their project then judge with him griffin he tells them this the other judges like look if you guys want to do this we can deactivate judge the project you know uh janice project we have to reactivate it we, we can get more better judges to handle the situation so they all agree to activate the projects so uh, we see like you know red and uh, what's his name uh fergie you guys are being quiet you guys want to talk about something no no we'll just let you carry on don't worry. it's good yeah. so they uh so, so, so they sneak in the place first like we see that whole hill whole fire thing you know Sometimes this part will make me want to tell you Rob Schneider to shut up all the time he's thinking. Yeah, this is when Rob Schneider went from like being the comic relief to, oh, for God's sake, he's the most annoying thing in this movie. G who is he worse than James Corden? No one's worse than James Corden. Okay. Maybe Ryan Johnson. Maybe if this movie got made, did James Corden would have played the Rob Schneider role. Oh... You know, I could see it. Yeah, yeah. that would make because sense. Because that's and what they did with the number. three musketeers, though. The one that had Luke Evans, Ray Stevenson, and Mads Mikkelsen. Because he, they had him play the sidekick. I was like, man, just him again. Yeah, because because I also watched Congo. It had, what's his name? Ernie Hudson in the film speaking in a British accent. Basically, if you saw him, it's like, wow, if this movie got made today, I, I just I would have played this role. Because he's back to you want he's charismatic and, and smooth and cool. But it's like, man, he's just back to playing Idris Al before Idris Alba was around. Okay, so. I was like, oh, yes, uh, so they sneak into how they say we have to go and go inside the, the judge's mansion. They, they attack one of the judges and he starts taking slow. Then Rob Schneider's like, we don't have time for this. He looks at him. Yeah, that was a weird fucking scene. Like. What the heck? I mean, to, think he was just someone has to, to be blamed for it because he's the one who told him, let's get the Rob Schneider in the film. So because he worked with him on demolition man it's like we need comedy let's get him and so this sneak in and, and that idiot himself he's the one who's born because they're walking out one judge hears him so he calls him dread this sneak in because they come up late because griffin has rico come inside them and killed the other judge that you don't stop the janice project and then when griffin shoots his hand to blame judge dread that he's the killer they start chasing and then we get that uh, jet back when flying wheel chase with this green skin and were the people moving fast with the edit when they were flying? No, but they were fine. And then people like they were they were edit like they move very fast. The people probably because I, I noticed at the beginning when Dread first comes on the screen, it's it's slow mo, but it's really shit slow mo. So everything's like slowed down in a really jumpy way. So it would probably make sense it's that like when they the, wanted to speed things up, yeah. they the, just the jetpacks flying. Yeah, they the, just moved everything. The, the thing is, the thing is, for 1995, it was pretty state of the art, actually. Yeah. So, oh yeah, so, yeah. Nowadays, it looked. I mean, that, yeah, I would say this: the production design this ain't that bad. The, the the film. Yeah. The costume, I mean, I mean, the weapons, and the set decoration. For... In a, in a direct comparison, I mean, uh, you had the Super Mario Bros. movie. It felt just like, like... like Super Mario, but better produced. But way better, yeah. way better. Than it's funny. Than I think the it's the same. Disney, Disney also did Super Mario Bros. Right. I don't know. All right. Uh, yeah, so, so they escape and then they go to Judge Hershey's room and and they find they see like his arm has been like you know crashed, but she's alive. That's where he tells her like everything about him, like how he's Rico's his brother and how he's actually you know a clone, not a part of the Janice project. 
And then we see like Rico, he decides like, you know what, screw the DNA, just use my DNA. Griffin comes in, he finds that he replaces DNA. It's like, what did you do? And then he has this robot thingy to kill him, man. According to my opinion, in this scene, you you are you're going to seem like he's he, in the original. He says that statue says don't escape. You see like ah like he's about to pull him, but then he cuts to Armand DeSantis for he's laughing, and then you hear like the sound of him getting torn apart. But then he can design an animatronic, but you see that just brutally torn him to pieces. Yes. Because, because he, he had a fetish of just pulling everyone's arms and leg off. He mentioned it like four times, so yeah, yeah it makes sense at some point yeah. they were going to show it. Yeah, and then he actually, you know, because of the x rating they only showed his blood coming on his legs. They had to turn it down. Yeah. So, uh, and there was like... Just, just, just a small mention with the remarks about Mayopros. It's actually the same um, Hollywood pictures yeah, so and synergy pictures. It's the same company, and they also were distributed by Buena Vista Pictures in the US. Yeah. Ju just like to, to get this false. What is it, but maybe they, to, to talk all the good ones, Judge Dredd took them, the bad one, they give it to Super Mario. <laughs> because sometimes they do this stuff, or maybe they recycle, so I will do it better. Okay, so after that, let's see. Okay, so just like we need to find somewhere to hide. They say that the best way to find the Project Genesis location is. This location with you know power surges, and then they find out that the she tells like there's an area in the location where the Statue of Liberty is placed because here she tells them like we experienced lots of power surges in that area. So they travel to the Statue of Liberty and they get caught up by the robot, and we see the robot you know wounding Rob Schneider, which I think is everyone's favorite best part of the film, right? Do you wish that he had died in the film, Andy? <laughs> pull, pull his arms and legs off yeah. rip his head off and put his head up the <laughs> other end yeah yeah so there's there where you see him like he talks and shows him like clones he tells him like to join me he tells him no he's like you won't join me fine like it's basically tells him to, like kill like you know the judge hershey is like but then we should just stop schneider it's like he's just hacks the robot and he just damages his body and he, he dies and then later we see like what's it uh the female doctor that what's her name uh -huh. Dr. Hayden, she starts fighting Judge Hershey. It's actually a good, uh, good, good fight scene. And because what I've read, they did most of the stunt with except in one stunt. It was, they had stunt that was when the headbutt scene. It was like, she calls her bitch, it's like Judge Bitch. And she hits it. And, and funny enough, um, I don't know if, you, if Kai found the photos. They say that they had to also remove in this scene them fighting you know, the clone judges that, that, that Rico releases that were not fully prepared. Because I know that because for I think because of the rating they had to remove it. They said there are photos still for them from promotion. You can find them online, but I couldn't okay. find them. Did you find them, Kai, when you were looking to research? No, oh, I yeah. didn't. So he he goes after just Dread goes after to go after Rico, but Rico you know, pushes him and he's hanging on top of the Statue of Liberty. But Dread you know he outsmarts and he drops him from the to his from the Statue of Liberty to his death and then. Judge he, Dr. Hayden comes in, she's about to kill uh, Judge Dredd, but she, but she gets but he gets saved by Judge Hershey. After that, you know, we see him come out from the home and then we see all the judges outside. They say that Central broadcast uh, how did he what did how did he know? Did they say that Central broadcast to them like the what they're yeah, doing? The whole, pretty much all of that stuff how when did, they were fighting. How did they send them? Well, there's a big computer. I assume there's cameras everywhere, and it would just show the cameras yeah, on no, the judges' TVs and bikes. Central center was it? I think there might be a deleted scene. Maybe they didn't show it. Probably, yeah. It probably yeah. makes sense. You know, Rob Schneider somewhere hacked it to, yeah, maybe. you know, 
send it elsewhere, but yeah. yeah. So after that, you know, because they said, like, since we don't, don't have the Council of Judges, they want Judge that to be their chief judge, and he tells them, no, I'm a street judge. You can, I won't have to go clean the streets. You see Rob Schneider being dragged to, uh, to a hospital, which we don't know if he's got, got, got pardoned for his crimes or not, for helping Judge Dredd or not. I would say he did not get pardoned. <laughs> no, he is going straight back to Aspen. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then we see him, like, you know, Judge Hirsch, he gives Judge Dredd a kiss. And then he, of course, we've got to mention throughout the whole movie, his catchphrase, I know you would say that. <laughs> I know you would say that. Yeah. I should say that. And of course, he takes up and he drives over to the man. He looks at the people are cheering for him. And then he stops at the at the balcony, at that area, at the edge to see the city, waiting for the next crime to, for him to stop. The film ends and the, and the movie ends with the credit and the song. I don't know if you guys know this band. Uh, they're called The Cure. They did actually. I've yeah, heard of them. Yeah, yeah, they did a song also for The Crow. It's called Burn. This mm-hmm. one I think is called uh, The Dread Song, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, catchy title. Yeah. And the song I think is good. Also, the musical also by Alan Sylvester is also good. I like, like the theme. Na 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 na. Like very super heroic. Yeah, see, I thought that the music is it's good music. Doesn't work in this movie when it's all meant to be depressing and dark. Like yeah. it's a bit off a bit. Yeah, because they had multiple composers there. Which was supposed to be Jerry Goldsmith. Jerry Goldsmith, the guy who did I think. Uh, yeah, he did the Star Trek, it, right? Music. Uh, he did one five. Uh, eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, that's a lot yeah. of shit ones. <laughs> yeah. but he also did he did the TV show, right? He did the theme for the TV show. Uh, no, basically, basically they took his uh, theme song from the motion picture, and then uh, yeah, basically. I mean, made he's it an accomplished uh, composer. Like, and if you look at his music, it's like, yeah. oh, he's a great talented music composer. He was supposed to yeah. do like the music, but but he dropped it like I'm on, I'm busy. They're, they brought uh, Danny Cannon went to bring his friend David Arnold to do the score but Disney fired him because like man he's too close then they brought in Alan Silvestri the guy who did Back to the Future to do yes. his music and I, I, I would say uh, also the Predator uh, yes Predator he did. he did Predator the first two and I would say the, the music is awesome uh, in, in this one yeah. uh, when, when, when the theme song hits uh, it hits really I mean, hard they even play when he does like the pose and there's, there's the cup Yes, <laughs> he gave a let's, theme song for the cup also. <laughs> let's let's just say it like that. I was watching Dread after work uh, yeah. today, and I was missing this one. This this whole like Dread theme. I was missing it badly throughout. You want to see Carl Urban re- with the cup? <laughs> <laughs> I am the love. Ding. And if, I mean, you, if he... you're selling that cup on eBay, we want us to buy it for you. The collection. Please don't. <laughs> Do not be funny if Mark listens to this part. Mm, I know what I'll get for Andy for his birthday. Yeah, if I get Secret Santa, I'm fucked. I'm definitely getting. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's Judge Dredd. Uh, so. Yes. Yeah, so can you can know, I quickly jump in because I've got to disappear yes. in a second. Yeah. So I'll leave the camera on so you, can, you haven't got yes. messy settings. Yeah. But uh, just say one. Yeah, as well done for rushing through the plot. That was yeah. impressive. I'm not gonna lie. That was yeah. cracking. So I. It's movie is. It's not. It's not redeemable. It is rotten. But it's a good kind of rotten. It's the this is a bad movie, you, but it's you want a fun to be able watch. We meant to do something called Low Redemption. With I think it's called, is it Low Redemption, Kai? 
We call it like, redemption. Something like middle of redemption. It's basically you're in the middle of the river or you don't know if you. Yeah, you you, you mentioned something uh, on on the on the last one. Uh, yeah. I, but I'm not not really sure of. Basically, of if the, you're in the middle the... of middle of the river, you don't know if it's good or bad, so you give it low redemption. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it is, it, this is more. Like, I was thinking more the Nick Scarpino, the bad good, where it is definitely yeah. a bad movie yeah. and deserves its twenty yeah, two hour scar. But it's like it's still a fun time, yeah. you know. It's like yes. I, I, I was worried about watching this. Unfortunately, the whole time I was like, I really wish we were watching the Carl Urban one, and that's sort of a modern day problem of like there is a much better version of this out there. But like, I actually enjoyed this. It, it was an hour and a half. It was fun. It sort of flew by, and I, had, I didn't hate it, which is right. for these movies that we watch okay. is impressive. And before you go, uh, do you want to tell people what to find it? Because. I- before the, with the on social media, I, 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 I'm probably gonna. You don't want to find me. Just no. <laughs> it, it's not worth it. I'm Andy Mac on places. You'll find me on Twitter, yeah. Twitch. I'll post that Twitter and Twitch link for your account. It'll be in his comments. It'll yeah. be down below. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm gonna quickly just put. I'll leave the camera up so you yeah. haven't got to fuck with the settings, and I'll put my. I'll put my stand in. There's yeah, yeah. me in here instead. Yeah, it's so a sexy stand in yeah. body double. You know, yeah. like there's a body double. This the sexy body double of him. Yes. But yeah. as always, thank, thank you for having me, guys. Yeah. I love you both. This was yeah. fun. Hope I can do it again right. and we can have a bit more time. Okay. How about you, Kai? What do you thought of this film? Um, first, of, first of all, I have to mention that that actually he's uh, having a very interesting chair right now with the yeah. cyberpunk on it. Because um, when I was uh, watching this, this entire movie, I was thinking like, this would be very good as a mod version for cyberpunk. And um, yeah. I was really like, because I mean, like the the Night City and Mega yeah. City one are basically like the same. You really like have also some some other influences over here over there. So basically, you could transfer this, this whole thing over there. But m- coming back to the movie, I would say um, I'm really also in in Andy's camp over there. It's let's let's just say it like that. Uh, when I was watching it on Friday, um, late at night... Also, we should mention um, you were watching the bad quality DVD. Yes, I was watching the really bad quality DVD from, like, the late 90s. And um, also in German, that was also the second thing, because for some also, reason it doesn't have, Jim, like... If I'm not mistaken, what's his name? Uh, the actor plays just uh, the bad guy. The Jürgen Jörg- Prochnow. Yeah, he's, Jürgen I think, Prochnow. Stallone's German dub actor. Not entirely correct. So um, the, uh, the the correct um, the 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 usual German voice of uh, Sliced Alone used to be Thomas Dannenberg, yes. who also was like the the main uh, actor who spoke also Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Um, so basically, whenever you had a situation later on with the Expendables, <laughs> you had him speaking both roles. Yes. Which was a very very fun way, I think. I think for the escape plan, yeah. they they changed the Arnold Schwarzenegger voice, but uh, Thomas Dannenberg actually quit in 2018. Yes, because he he's he's over 18, 80 now, yes. and he um, had also like health issues and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So Jürgen Prochno now became the new voice, or basically. Um, during the original, like way back in the seventies and early eighties movies, I think Jürgen Brochner also like has been the voice there as well. But over most of the eighties, up until like the the late two thousand ten movies, 
um, before just before Creed 2, I think. Um, Thomas Danneberg used to be the voice, but right now it's it's correct that Jürgen Brochno has become again the the German voice for um, Sylvester Stallone. So that that is correct there. Um, but it's it. I I was keeping uh, during the first thing like to the throughout the second act of the movie, so um, I missed some of the stuff. So I had to rewatch it again today um, to 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 some degree, and I also watched Dread afterwards. Um, I would have to say it did have too much of an influence, uh, too much of like too many storylines in in one of those those things. And I think um, late in the in the, um, the 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 underlying tones that the movie has, those those unanswered questions that he has at some point, like do those those laws that I've tried to follow, like to the to the word, actually mean something, or um, can it be interpreted to to some other degree, or can it be rewritten to to some degree? Um, I think. They would have been more fleshed out in, in a second movie, or would have been very interesting to to have been fleshed out more to some degree. But um, I mean, it was a action movie in the nineties, so they they didn't really dive well into those those issues. They just went from one story point to the next story point to the next story point, and I think they did a decent job. Um, it it surprisingly well um um even for like mid 90 standards it was actually quite quite the, the the special effects are still holding up to some degree it, it sometimes it's it's garbage but I mean, sometimes the, the, it's, the flying it's, it's okay the you're, you're seeing like the early stages of cgi there yeah. Um, like the lens flare effects that they have there, um, and and the city itself, but but they they are actually quite well. And uh, compared to to other scenarios, I felt actually reminded to the uh, scenes in Star Wars: uh, Attack of the Clones, actually to some degree, uh, when when they're on Coruscant and uh, doing those those flyby scenes throughout the city, uh, which are actually a little bit more uh, CG based back in the day but I think this one was a little bit more real and a little bit more um, um, yeah. interesting to some degree whereas with, with Jedi's you, you basically know that uh, yeah they survive everything Yeah, and he, he had really felt like more action and um, I actually liked it yeah. I wasn't really like that that much of a night of a film. Um, Especially when you consider course, the, the super movies that were coming out in the 90s, Batman, Robin, Spawn, etc. That's, that's the thing compared to those 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 other schlocky things. I think this one is actually standing out a little bit. And no I nipples. Think that, you said we got a couple. No nipples, no, but, but you have <laughs> like cock holders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Andy, when you need them. <laughs> That 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 look. I I mean, you you have seen some of those those uh, drawings that I, I sent saw. Why do you think I had to, to fix the, the camera? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but um, I mean, let let's just say it like that. The brooch uh, section was very sophisticated in those drawings. Yeah. Um, very diamond, sh uh, like 
secluded things. So um, whenever you're you're getting hit in those those kinds of regions, I think the other guy doing the kicking uh, gets. I think. Um, more damage uh, on his foot than, like, in reverse, like, the area that he's trying to hit. Yeah. Uh, let's just say it like that. Yeah. Um, so how would you scare score the film? I mean, if we have... I think it's a redeemable movie to some degree. Yeah. I think... Um, we used to. I mean, if if we are in a, in in a binary case, if you have either rotten or redemption, I think. I mean, if I had to score a movie on Rotten Tomato, it would be a rotten. But for me, is a. But if I had to say enjoyable, is a little bit of a low redemption for me. Redeemable for me. As a tour, but as yeah. a, if it's a yeah, movie, yeah, it's... I have to give it like a rotten score. But as enjoyment stuff, I give yeah. it like a low redemption. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it would have a low redemption score. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm also in Andy's camp to say that that's a good, very bad. good bad movie. And um, I wonder what Scarpino I, thinks of this film. That's a question. I think he would be also going for a good bad. Uh, there's that I think he might hate it. But I think I can see him going in the middle of the road, either good or he hate it. I think because of Rob I mean, Schneider, I mean, it might be the reason why Rob Schneider. Yeah, can't. Rob Rob Schneider is basically drawing some something down. But but if you the thing is, if you would cut out Rob Schneider, yeah, and if you would rename Judge Dredd to the law, I don't know some some other guy Captain who law. is basically some some kind of police. Yeah police agent in a um, nearby future city scenario. It could be like uh, what I mentioned earlier. It could be like a Demolition Man 2. I mean, if you have like the whole production also uh, behind you, then why not go for uh, a a sequel for that? I mean, um, they, they wouldn't really have to have to have lots of changes there um but yeah overall I, I of course you could say that um the mega city is a little bit too fut- futuristic compared to like what they had in uh, demolition man um but overall like the scenario is similar and i i think this this would have been a better demolition man sequel than a pure judge dread kind of thing but um i think we are also watching it a little bit with dread in mind um which is a yeah, because, better movie yeah because especially because i know people say it's a good but a lot of people are enjoying that dread because compared because they because they think of the one how this one's like is compared to this and also i think dread part of the reason it didn't do it because it came out i think the same time as the raid and that we will compare it to and I do hope many they do like they were saying they might do a sequel as a TV show but I haven't heard any update about it yeah um, I, I was also watching through throughout this thing I mean Carl Urban was also kind of spoken to whether he could voice uh, Judge Dredd again I mean, they were also did, thinking did about like doing like a, tri- a deal right now you see that the actors can appear in multiple TV shows than one I mean, if Amazon decides like they want to make a Judge Dredd TV show, maybe they can have him come back. That's the thing. I mean, right now it, the question would be more also, like who the book, has the 
who has the rights to this franchise anymore, like the the movie uh, rights to this one, because um, again, it was very difficult to get those DVDs in the first place. And um, if you're having a similar situation for those things that um, those those movie rights are hanging up in the air somewhere yeah. within a defunct company. Like you mentioned, Amazon needs also because I think the boys, the, the first one might end up maybe a season or two. They might finish the show because it sounds like they might because I feel like they might run for me for four or five seasons. But if they end it, they need maybe a replacement show. It's like get this one. Yeah. The judge did make make this a TV. It'll be good marketing for you. You can have Carl Urban come back. I mean, he's still too. He's not that old to play the real character. Maybe see. Oh no 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 no. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a good age, he's good health. And Alex Garner, we don't know if he's busy or not, but you can get, have him come back and show on the show, me finish his story. Other question would be, would you get Rob Schneider back for this? Hell part? no. Isn't he also an anti-vaxxer, etc.? Jesus, fuck! No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think he's anti-vaccine. He's... Fuck! <laughs> him, well, I... you... Well, I don't know. I think maybe I think Valkyrie used, but I think now he's not. I mean, I mean, it depends. I mean, we uh, there are there are two different versions. I mean, theoretically, you you could say that you are not really like for vaccines. I mean, there are some situations where you could end up in a in a discussion where you can say, well, maybe for health reasons, it might be depending on your own personal health history and stuff like that. Okay, I understand that. That's that's perfectly fine. But there's a whole different scenario if you are comparing it to I don't know, like Gina Carano did, and this is a whole different kind of area. And if they're not going into that direction, I think there's something in between where it could land and still come out like okay. But once you've gone up on the deep end and compare it to like, let's just say it like uh, things that Germans did 80 years ago, that's not a good comparison at that point. So if you're not going into that direction, I think you still have some kind of redemption or else you're rotten. Yeah. So, but that's uh, another issue. Yeah. So like I said, I mentioned that totally before. For me, it's like, I admit, it's not a great film. And if I had to score it in my... For the film, I might give it like maybe a negative review score. Basically, I might give it a five out of ten if I had to review it. Maybe so. This is going to be a rotten score, or maybe a rotten tomato. But as an enjoyment film, I felt like it was a little bit redeemable, minus the Rob Schneider parts. So mm. I think I might give it a little redemption if I had to score this film, but because of enjoyment. But if I had to review the whole movie, of all, I might give it an unredeemable score. Okay. But the hell, like I mentioned, so it, like the you. Guy, would, you you would give it a five. Yes, if I had to score it as a movie. Yeah, yeah I, I would. I would. Because I have enjoyed films. I was like, man, if I had to review, it, I have to give it a, a low score. Yeah, because because I'm right That's now. That's the same score about... I would give Street Fighter. If I had to review, I would give it the same score. I would. I would. I would rank this one higher than than Street Fighter actually. Um. Because at that point, I had much more fun here than, than with Street Fighter. Well, I mean, if I have, I'll tell you this, if I hadn't seen Dread 2012, I would have given it at least a 6. 
Yeah, okay, that that's that's a different thing. I mean, right now it's basically like you're having also like, I mean, theoretically, you would have to think about what you would have to have so, as a comparison in 1995. Red, I have to give it a six then. If I removed it, yeah. then I have to give it a six. I, I mean, theoretically, you would have to think about what if you would be going into a cinema in 1995. Okay. Um, and at that point, my direct comparison in, in my brain was Jurassic Park in 1994 and Star Trek Generations in 1995. So, and if I would be Shatner having... And Stuart, right? Yes, Shatner and Stuart, yeah. This is the one where they killed him? And then... Yes. Did they bring him back? The... Uh, not canonically. Oh. <laughs> Let, let's just say it like that. There are books that uh, supposedly ghost written uh, for William Shatner. And were um, not canon. Um, yeah, it's not not canon. I mean, most of the books are not canon. Is this true that but... the fans were upset when this thing happened? Oh, to some degree. Um, okay, Andy, Andy just left us. Um, um, is it still okay with your? No, I'm just fixed because people are watching. Their cameras a little bit looks bad. <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead, talk, talk, go ahead, talk, talk. Okay, um, I think at that point, I think some Trekkies mm -hmm. were a little bit sad about, like, seeing William Shatner, but I think also, like, how he went. I think that that's uh, a little bit sad because uh, some of those, those things you would have to think about because why is Patrick Stewart or uh, Captain okay. Picard jumping just like 10 minutes before the world ending event? Uh, he could have like uh, transferred back like a week ago and everything would be would have been fine. Why does he take out uh, James Kirk and Cooking why eggs. does Kirk <laughs> end up down downwards a bridge? And yeah. I mean, they, they even had a, a different ending for, for that one. I mean, they, they uh, in the original version, oh. they shot him in the back. And it was worse than, than what, what, what ended up in the movie. But, yeah. yeah. So, but as, as, a, as a direct comparison, I think Generations was better and, than this one. And, um, so I have not seen Generations. I've seen First Contact. Because I hope you say that out of all the next generation films, this is the best. Yeah, first contact is the best next generation movie. Yeah, by far. Yeah. How would you and, rank uh, those next generation films? Uh, first contact, mm -hmm. um, and then it's a little bit difficult for me. Um, I could say generations, um, insurrection nemesis, um, but the the latter three are always like. They some have have good moments, some have good actions, but some don't work as a movie, some don't work as a Star Trek film, and stuff like that. So yeah. most of them are more better TV episodes than movies. I mean, and the the first three generations are directed by t TV directors who directed episode of Star Trek. Uh, yeah, First yeah. Contact and Insurrection were directed by Jonathan, Jonathan Frakes himself. And David Carson was generation right. David Carson was um, Generations, which was one of the um, T-Direct yeah. By the way, it's lacking a little bit. 
of uh, episodes for the shows, the the back of of the movie. Okay. Yeah, and now I think. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was saying like the Nemesis movie was directed by Stuart Baird. Yeah. I think that's um, the last film he directed. He's a TV, he's a film editor, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's basically a, a, a an editor, and I he think Louis uh, Marshall, because I think I actually did like this film. It's a sequel to The Fugitive. It's not as good as The Fugitive. It's a fun film to The thing is, he is a very good action editor. Yeah. I think he did like the original Die Hard movies, Lethal Weapon, and, he also and did stuff Skyfall, like that. If not mistaken, some of the Bond films. Yeah, um, but as an editor and not as a director. And um, I think this is one of the um, yeah. That was a complaint I heard about Nemesis um, that they brought in a non tricky to do the film. Yeah, that, that's basically he didn't have any like connection to any of the actors, to any of the characters, and he thought, for example, that Jordi LaForge, uh, played by Levar Burton, was an alien just because of like his his eyes, which he's not, and um, lots of other stuff. And um, I think the the main issue there is you would have a writer. Who's putting in lots and lots of details about lore and con- continuity? I would say the same thing we're happening right now with buffering. We apologize to people who are, li- are watching or listening. If guys coming back. I think he froze this guy, so. I'm gonna see if I can end the show now because. We'll see if we can talk about it. One day we'll talk about the Star Trek you know, films, maybe, because I already have some of them on, on the podcast. So thanks, guys, for joining us for today's episode. It's also running for too long. And I hope we we'll see you guys. So Kai, I think I'm going to post his social media links account um, on you know down the description. You can find me at theyazman300 on Twitter. For some reason, they, they decided to remove my Twitter site to, to suspend my old account. Yes, 300 Pro and on, on all the other social media account for the podcast list and uh, oh yes, there's one final housekeeping. Subscribe to my YouTube steps. I've been reached by many subscribers, Andy, Joe, and I and others. Can review um, what was it the Adventures of Achella? So we still are in front of Frozen, so we're gonna you know gonna end the stream right now. So I hope I see you guys on the next episode, guys. Bye.